around the world logged on to the quality music zone qmzradio.com johnoradio.com of course good morning to my studio audience courtesy of clubhouse it is wednesday august the third hashtag wcw woman crush wednesday today our woman crush wednesday artist is jill scott 
Thank you so much for joining me for Coffee in Tow World News on the Go every Monday through Friday starting at 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern where I read the news and we share our views. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter at MeMediaMoments on Instagram moments underscore with underscore me underscore media. I was gone for a couple of days. Feels good to be back. Yeah, sometimes we can't only push so much and you know you just gotta listen and uh, yeah so i'm back let, let me just say that i'm back and i'm happy to be back thank you all for tuning in and being here with me and here are the headlines we have coming up for you today in international news nigerian street vendor killed in broad daylight in italy as witnesses stand by sparking outrage Britney Griner back in Russian court on cannabis charge. U.S. Speaker Pelosi arrives in Taiwan, defying Beijing. China restricts trade with Taiwan amid tensions over the Pelosi trip. In news out of North America, more help needed to reach those stranded by deadly Kentucky flooding. Many requiring insulin or other care, resident says. Senate approves bill to aid vets exposed to toxic burn pits. State Department offers $10 million reward for information and how the Russians interfere with U.S. elections. Georgia residents not now allowed to claim embryos as dependents on their state taxes. Kansas abortion vote pro-choice campaigners score a major win. In business and tech news, Samsung introduces repair mode to stop phone technicians from stealing personal customer data. TikTok may be starting its own music platform, TikTok Music. In health and science news, new glasses for the deaf and hard of hearing display subtitles when people speak. In sports news, Miami Dolphins lose two draft picks. Owner Stephen Ross suspended for tampering with Tom Brady and Sean Payton. In the Caribbean corner, out of Bahamas, four charged in connection with the deaths of Haitian migrants. In St. Lucia, ECCB warn against investing in cryptocurrency. And out of Jamaica, we believe Donnelly Donaldson was killed, says DCP Bailey. And the search for Donnelly Donaldson's body continues following murder charge for constable in latin america spain and brazil report first monkeypox deaths outside africa believe it or not airbnb issues apology over offensive mississippi slave cabin listing and removes the listing fake doctor who convinced trump that bleach cured covid19 to stand trial for fraud prison bay 2.0 a man's mugshot goes viral and receives numerous offers to pay his bail transgender cheerleader expelled from texas chair camp after allegedly choking a female teammate who made transphobic remarks. Texas man dies by same bullet he shot a woman with. And in entertainment news, Beyonce coming under a lot of fire lately as she removes the interpolation of Milkshake from Renaissance album after Khalees accuses her of theft. Tyler Perry said, um, he paid Cicely Tyson $1 million for a single day of work and somebody dropped me that bag. I wanted to make sure she knew that there were people who valued her. 
we'll be back with the details after this music break. Here is some more from Jill Scott as we celebrate her today. Hashtag WCW Woman Crush Wednesday. Watching as he took the holder off his shoulder Fire in his eyes, hands getting older Quiet, quietly growing excited Dug him for his bank account, but really for his private Damn about a mindset, really wasn't into that Needed me some pleasing, his jaw looking real fat Laid back was his foreplay All that was needed, needed me some of that Started simple, massaging on my temple Pinching on my mountain peaks that a sister into I responded, mm. He liked the sound, I like making it more. I felt for the rock and shore. Enough, he brought it close so I could really see. Up close, he slid between my Sweaty with lust and sweat. Broke Mount St. Scott till, ooh. Lava landed on my skin and neck Blended with my all-day Chanel scent This freaking was incredibly decadent Flip side, stomach meat sheets And he plows inside as if he's making beats As if this year's harvest depended on it Bending on it Back on my back, old-fashioned as renewed Red toenail polish on white walls Documenting this freaking I must remember to thank him later. No, 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 no. I take charge of shit. Change a thing, this, this is magic. Tonight I feel the glow. So you're 
Thank you to all our listeners logged on to the Quality Music Zone, QMZRadio.com. That breaks it down. Everyone logged on and listening on JanoRadio.com. And everyone here with me on Clubhouse where the conversation happens. I'm Moments with me and you're listening to Coffee in Tow. World news on the go every Monday through Friday starting at 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern where I read the news and we share our views. Makes me want to grow and be my Coming up, we have the details of the international news. Follow me on Twitter at Me Media Moments, MI Media Moments, on Instagram at Moments underscore with underscore me underscore media. And yes, we are also on TikTok. This is my Monday. Today is my Monday as I wasn't on on Monday or Tuesday. A little under the weather. Not a little, a lot under the weather. <clears throat> there comes a time when you just got to listen to your body, folks. And um, shut yourselves down for your own good. Uh, we think we can push through everything, especially women, right? We, kn- we need to know how to step back for a minute. Just step back. Life goes on. The world will keep spinning. The sun will rise. It will set. The moon will come up when it's supposed to. Don't worry about anything, right? I think we take on a little bit too much more than we need to and neglect ourselves or ignore ourselves. Right? So, lesson learned. (laughs) Gotta listen. Gotta listen to your bodies, folks. Listen, listen, listen. Today we're celebrating the music, celebrating Jill Scott through music. She is our hashtag WCW artist for today, Woman Crush Wednesday. And now it's time for us to get into the details and we're starting off with international news. I'm not sure if many of you have seen this video. It's a little disturbing to watch. Um, yeah. A Nigerian street vendor killed in broad daylight in Italy as witnesses stand by, sparking outrage. A very tragic moment was caught on video of a Nigerian vendor being beaten to death 
in Italy, fueling national conversations about racism and crimes against migrants. Alika Ogorchukwu, 39, was chased, beaten with his crutch, and killed with someone's bare hands, leaving no room for an explanation. The violent attack was caught on video with no bystanders stepping in, only verbally expressing the wrongdoing of the crime. In the graphic video, one woman yells, stop, stop immediately, while a man yells, you're killing him. After the video was posted online, in Italian media published the horrific crime. Filippo Ferlasso, 32, has been arrested for murder and robbery in connection to the crime. By the time paramedics arrived on the scene, the Nigerian man was pronounced dead. When police arrived, they said the incident was not likely racially motivated, but due to petty reasons. Despite the brutal attack, Ferraso's attorneys allege that the 32-year-old man has psychiatric issues and they intend to file a psychiatric report. The Nigerian embassy commented on the killing, saying the incident occurred on a busy street and in front of shocked onlookers, some of whom made videos of the attack with little or no attempt to prevent it. And now the embassy and Italian authorities are working together to get justice for Ogochukwu and find out why no one intervened. Ogochukwu was a vendor who sold small things like tissue, lighters and other things. He used crutches to get around after being run over by a car last year while on his bicycle. The mayor of Civitanova Marche will pay for all funeral expenses and start a fundraiser to help his widow and eight-year-old son. <laughs> Psychiatric issues. Is that the easy one, two, three, go-to for everyone now? But here's the bigger issue, and it is not just in this situation, but it is something that we see happening a lot we see it here in the u.s we see it in jamaica when something is happening when something horrific is happening we pull out our phones we pull our phones out everybody has phones out and nobody's helping how are we helping after the person is dead if 10 people are filming and those 10 people were to put, or let's say nine and one continuous filming for evidence sake to show um, in court. So let's say one person continues to film. But if nine other people intervene, wouldn't you think we would be able to have a better outcome? An outcome not resulting in death? Everybody is so quick to do journalism through photography, through videography. And a lot of people, unfortunately, are doing it to rack up likes and to gain attention. Where is the humanitarian side of us? Are we so caught up with wanting to bring attention to topics that are sensitive and will spark conversation and rouse up and you know and rile us up is that what we're more concerned with than saving someone's life to yell you're killing him or stop immediately is not enough where is the physical intervention three four five people couldn't go in and remove the man off of the the, the nigerian 
and how quickly they made sure to say not racially motivated. How do we know? How do we know for a fact that it was for petty reasons? What were the petty reasons? And petty reasons seems, in my opinion, worse to me. Petty reasons. But you know something? When you listen to the news around the world, people are killing each other for petty reasons. For petty reasons, we kill each other. Brittany Griner back in Russian court on cannabis charge. American basketball star Brittany Griner was back in court on Tuesday for her trial after cannabis possession or for her trial for cannabis possession amid U.S. diplomatic efforts to secure her release. During the hearing, prosecutors called a state narcotics expert who analyzed cannabis found in Griner's luggage. Her defense fielded a specialist who challenged the analysis, charging that it was flawed and did not conform to official rules. Griner was escorted into court in handcuffs and placed inside a cage in the trial in Kimki, a town on the northern edge of Moscow. While in the cage, she held up personal photos. The trial adjourned until Thursday when closing statements are scheduled. U.S. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi arrived in Taiwan late on Tuesday, becoming the highest-ranking American official in 25 years to visit the self-ruled island claimed by China, which quickly announced that it would conduct military maneuvers in retaliation for her presence. Pelosi flew in aboard a U.S. force passenger jet and was greeted on the tarmac at Taipei's International Airport by Taiwan's foreign minister and other Taiwanese and American officials. She posed for photos before her motorcade whisked her unseen into the parking garage of a hotel. Her visit ratcheted up tension between China and the United States because China claims Taiwan as part of its territory and it views visits by foreign government officials as recognition of the island's sovereignty. The Biden administration and Pelosi say the United States remains committed to the so-called One China policy, which recognizes Beijing but allows informal relations and defense ties with Taipei. The speaker framed the trip as part of a broader mission at a time when the world faces a choice between autocracy and democracy. Her visit comes after she led a congressional delegation to the Ukrainian capital of Kiev in the spring, and it serves as a capstone to her many years of promoting democracy abroad. We must stand by Taiwan, she said, in an opinion piece published by the Washington Post on her arrival in Taiwan. She cited the commitment that the U.S. made to a democratic Taiwan under the 1979 law. It is essential that America and our, ally and our allies make clear that we never give in to our autocrats. And following on the heels of that story, here's another one, courtesy of Al Jazeera. China restricts trade with Taiwan amid tensions over the Pelosi trip. China has restricted its trade with Taiwan amid elevated tensions over United States House of Representatives Speaker Nancy Pelosi's visit to the democratically ruled island. Chinese Commerce and Customs Authorities said on Wednesday they had halted exports of sand, a key material used in construction, and imports of Taiwanese citrus fruit and some types of fish. 
China's General Administration of Customs said the food imports were halted due to the presence of pesticide and the coronavirus in some shipments, while the Ministry of Commerce said it had suspended sand exports in line with unspecified legal provisions. China's Taiwan Affairs Office separately announced it would prohibit mainland Chinese companies and individuals from financial dealings with two Taiwanese foundations, the Taiwan Foundation for Democracy and the Taiwan International Cooperation and Development Fund. The announcements come as Pelosi conducts a high-profile visit to Taiwan despite Beijing warning of serious consequences should the veteran Democratic politician make the trip. The trade measures follow a notice by China's customs agency on Monday that it had blacklisted more than 100 Taiwanese food brands for failing to renew their export registration. Wu Xiaomei, Director General of Taiwan's Food and Drug Administration, said the moves overnight may be politically motivated as Taiwanese manufacturers were being treated differently from those from elsewhere. China is Taiwan's largest trade partner, with the island's exports to mainland China and Hong Kong reaching $188.9 billion in 2021. China has been accused of using trade as a weapon in recent years, with Australia and Lithuania seeing their exports hit with tariffs and other restrictions after becoming embroiled in disputes with Beijing. Alicia Garcia Herrero, chief Asia-Pacific economist at Natixis in Hong Kong, said suspending fruit and fish, fish imports would have a negligible effect on Taiwan's economy. But halting sand exports could have a significant impact as construction has become an important source of economic growth during the pandemic. The Biden administration has said it does not support independence for Taiwan, which is recognized by just 13 countries and the Vatican, or changing the status quo, but that Pelosi has the right to visit the island. (laughs) You know... We like to put more wood in the fire. We like to turn the flames up. We like to pour fuel. We like to annoy, aggravate. You know when you have your children and you talk to them, you're guiding them, you're protecting them, they might not necessarily agree with you. And, you know, so especially when they're younger, they retaliate, right? Not only when they're younger, but when they're teenagers, there's retaliation, there's pushback. And then when you have to meet their defiance with authority and you, you put them in timeout or you restrict their usage of devices or put them in timeout or curfew, whatever your your means of um, disciplinary action, right? Then you're called the one who is wicked, unreasonable, the worst parent ever. Every bad name in the book. I think every parent has gone through that at some point. Children don't love you. Oh, I can't stand you. Wish you weren't my mother. Wish you weren't my father. You know, you know what it is. Well, this, this is a situation going on right now. China asked you people not to do this. 
How defiant can we be? How insistent are we? Now look at the repercussions. Taiwan, Taiwan, with a budget of what? Well, not budget, spends, or their revenue rather, let me get my vocabulary right. Their revenue, $188.9 billion is what they earn from China. They get their fruits, their fish, but more importantly, their economy relies heavily on sand because it is needed in the construction agent business, right? You go against China's wishes, putting Taiwan in a very precarious position. So my question to the Biden administration and Nancy Pelosi do you have the $188.9 billion to give to the Taiwanese government? That's all I'm going to ask. I know someone opened their mic, and my apologies. Please go right ahead. Okay, I thought someone was going to say something. Okay, good morning. good morning, naturalist. How are you? Uh, glad you're back. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Um, you know, I'm looking at this Taiwan and this China thing, and I'm like, I'm actually kind of disappointed right now with China mm-hmm. coming with all the bluster. If you have such, you know, great feelings about that, Taiwan is a part of your country. How the hell do you? How the hell do you allow a foreign, a foreign on plane to come just come in and land like that, and just leave? <laughs> just leave like that. But on the other hand, if Taiwan is a part of your country and you say it is, why are you sanctioning yourself? <laughs> so to me, to me, it ain't, it ain't, it ain't, it ain't making much sense. But on the U.S. side, um, is the arrogance that will always get us in problem. We believe that we can do whatever we want to do, and all these world, quote unquote, these world laws that we want all these other countries to live by, it doesn't apply. It doesn't apply to us. We just do whatever we we want to do, and um, yeah. But um, I guess China gonna respond after the after the U.S. left. I, I I don't know, but I just disappointed in their in their what they did because of all the rhetoric that they um that they were spewing. So we'll see what happened. Well, let me ask you a question, naturalist. For Biden to make a comment saying that she has the right to visit the island, I I I, I stepped back for a second. I'm like, hold on, is Taiwan one of our outlying um states like Puerto Rico and Hawaii? Uh, Guam, hold on. Do we own? Do we have stake ownership in Taiwan for us to be able to say she has the right to visit the island? Well, in in, in a free in a free society, now you have you have the right to go wherever you want to go, as long as there's someone there to um uh, to, to to welcome you. Uh, but it's just the political dynamics with Taiwan that really makes it um an issue because you know they want independence from China. China has said they are willing to go to war to prevent to prevent that. And we quote unquote claim, claim we are for the um, what is that? The, the, the one state or one China policy, mm-hmm. but in, in, in truth, we are not because we are supply. We are their biggest um, arms supplier to Taiwan. You know, just like we we are doing in Ukraine right now with the um, the arms to um, Ukrainians. So I don't know. It, it's just American politics, man. And, you know, when you think it can't it can't get in the back any worse, <laughs> it actually has, has has gotten worse and. 
you know, because you know, they're putting China and Russia right now in the same, um, and Ira in the same quote unquote. Mm-hmm. Remember, Joshua says the axis of evil. Mm-hmm. Well, this is the new, um, the new axis of evil, and one of the main things because they are, you know, divesting from the dollar and using other currency, and um, that is the biggest threat to America right now. Is more countries actually decide to divest from the dollar and mm-hmm. start using other ways of um, payment, and that terrifies America because. Without the world, the dollar being the, the world the world currency, America is nothing. Yeah. And they will do it by bullying however they can. So we'll see what happened right here. You you said the right word, bullying. We are bullies. Good morning, James. Yeah, good morning. Good morning, everyone. Yeah, when 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 I when I um saw this news yesterday, I, I couldn't believe. I'm like like this is this is this is crazy. Like we're being Irresponsible is an understatement for this because we see what's going on in Ukraine right now. America is not in a position like the Americans are suffering with gas, high gas pricing, watching their 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 taxpayer dollar go to to help hospitals to to pay teachers in another country when Americans are struggling. And you're going to tell me that in the middle of a war that you can't even help the people of Ukraine. You're going to try and start something with China? You know? That, that's, just, that's just irresponsible. And, you know, we, we've been talking about this for the past couple of months, that a day is going to come when China, when China is going to step in and take, and take over Taiwan. And we're hoping, like, for me, like, I'm hoping that they just do it in a way, like, okay, like, come back, you know, like without war, because it's not going to be pretty. Like ninety nine point nine percent of our um, products in North America is made in China. You know, like the grains, the grains and stuff that 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 we get from Ukraine. That the world is suffering now. You know, price is going up, and 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 Ukraine only supply the the the, the, the world with probably like less than five percent of stuff that the world really need. China supply the world with everything. Everything. So what, what's going to happen if, if, if bread is expensive, egg is expensive, milk is expensive because of the war in Ukraine? What's going to happen with China? <laughs> you know, so like, I don't get it. And in the middle of a war too. And, 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 and to me, like, 350 million people in a country and, and these dumb politicians, you don't, you, you, you don't go to people and, and, and put out a whatever out there and say, can she take this trip? Ask the American people if it's appropriate. <laughs> I guarantee you that the American people are going to say, no, it's not appropriate. We're suffering right now. Like you guys are charging us so much for gas because of the war in Ukraine. So how are you going to do this? And if you want to go to, if you want to go there, go there as a tourist. That part, James, as go a take tourist. American, take American airline. Don't take a fighter jet. Um, and take a shortcut. Like, what if China... China could have shoot the plane out of the sky. <laughs> and then? And then yeah, what? Yeah, what if China did shoot, shoot it out? They, they, take, they take a shortcut, take a back road, end up <laughs> in the people country in an American military plane. Take American airline and go there as a tourist. At taxpayer's expense, James. Yeah, like for what? Like, like what, what, what is that? What's the purpose of that trip? To show that you're standing with Taiwan. That's the purpose of the trip. Can can she stand can she stand with Taiwan over Zoom? Or something? <laughs> she have to fly there? Were you in my living room? 
you're having My a conversation gosh. with me and Marlon. The same <laughs> concerns. James, we have so many pots on the burner, on the stove right now. We have, we see what just happened with Al-Qaeda. Don't think they're going to take that line down. There is going to be retaliation. We just don't know how or, and we don't know when. We have Russia, Ukraine. Now we have China. What's on the other burner? Are we doing a four burner or a six burner? <laughs> yeah, and Biden, Biden needs to step up because it, it, it makes no sense. Like the first thing he, the first thing he did when he came in office was um, um, bringing back the, 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 the military because he, he's saying that this is too expensive. These soldiers um, in in um, the, the Middle East, it's so. And now you're going, you, you're in the middle of a war because America, America, more than any other country in the world, the Ukraine war, and you're going to start something with China. Like even though you're saying that the military, like the, the defense of the military, and it's under pressure and all that, and you're going to start something with China, that is so so ridiculous. But here's something interesting. <laughs> I was cracking up on this one. Um, I reposted it on um, Instagram. Elon Musk, his comment. And he made a very valid point. The essence of what he is saying, as, as, as we read the um, Griner story, because she goes back to court on Thursday. We have so many people here in jail in the U.S. for minor drug offenses. Why aren't we letting them out? Why aren't we letting them out? Minor offenses. Just as minor as <laughs> that of Brittany Griner. Why aren't we just opening the cells, let them out, and restore them? Why aren't we doing that? And I was like, wow. Elon, not a huge fan of you, but you make a very good point. If you're going to rally for Griner, over the cannabis charge see to it that the states let out every single prisoner that is held for minor offenses as especially as it relates to cannabis yeah <laughs> you know what it's time for us to take a small music break when we return we have details of the stories out of north america here is some more from Jill Scott or WCW Woman Crush Wednesday Artist of the Day. Uh -huh.
all our listeners logged on to the quality music zone qmcradio.com johnoradio.com and everyone here with me on clubhouse where the conversation happens i'm moments with me and you're listening to coffee in tow world news on the go every monday through friday starting at 9 a.m to 12 p.m eastern where i read the news and we share our views don't forget to download the John No Radio app, J-A-H-K-N-O, available in your Apple and Google Play Store. In John No Radio, they do have another giveaway going on. Follow them on Instagram, J-A-H-K-N-O, yeah. Very important that you follow them. I think one of the rules, if I'm not mistaken, is you got to be a resident of Jamaica. So you got to be living in Jamaica with this one. And I think this giveaway is valued at $5,000. 5000 Jamaican, that is. Let me get that clear. give you a little information about the gift certificate giveaway that is being done by Jano Radio valued at $5,000 
redeemable at Fontana Pharmacy. So you, you head on over to their Instagram page. Comment on your favorite Jano radio show. It's very important that you follow them on Instagram. Tag a friend in your post and use the hag- hashtag Jano, J-A-H-K-N-O, or Jano Radio. Yep, the contest period will run from, well, it started yesterday and ends Monday, August the 8th at 11.59 p.m. The winner will be notified on the post Instagram story and will receive a DM confirming they've won. And that announcement will be made on Tuesday, August 9th at 7 p.m. There's no purchase necessary. You don't have to go out there and buy anything. And following them on Instagram is absolutely free. Please understand that the giveaway is in no way administered, endorsed, or sponsored by Fontana Fontana Pharmacy, Instagram, or Facebook. So spread the word with your folks in Jamaica. Anyone wanting to enter for a chance for a $5,000 giveaway in the form of a gift certificate redeemable at the Fontana Pharmacy, just, you know, invite them to... Go over to Instagram and follow Jano Radio and follow the guidelines. And coming up now, we have stories out of North America. More help is needed to reach those stranded by the deadly Kentucky flooding, many requiring insulin or other care. Last week's flooding has killed more than three dozen people in eastern Kentucky, the governor says, and a stifling heat will soon compound the challenges for people who are without power and stranded by washaway roads and bridges. Temperatures in the region on Wednesday and Thursday will climb into the 90s, and because of the humidity, it will feel close to 100 degrees, according to CNN meteorologists. The National Weather Service issued a heat advisory for the area from noon Wednesday to 8 p.m. on Thursday. The flooding, which began early Thursday when heavy rain hit an already saturated region, displaced scores of people from their homes, wiped houses from their foundations, snatched away entire livelihoods, including farms and businesses, and left residents with catastrophic damage to their properties, vehicles, and other belongings. And out of Washington, the Associated Press is reporting Senate approves bill to aid vets exposed to toxic burn pits. A bill enhancing health care and disability benefits for millions of veterans exposed to toxic burn pits won final approval in the Senate on Tuesday, ending a brief stalemate over the measure that had infuriated advocates and inspired some to camp outside the Capitol. The Senate approved the bill by a vote of 8611. It now goes to President Joe Biden's desk to be signed into law. Biden described the legislation as the biggest expansion of benefits for service-connected health issues in 30 years and the largest single bill ever to address exposure to burn pits. I look forward to signing this bill, he said, so that veterans and their families and caregivers impacted by the toxic exposures finally get the benefits and comprehensive health care they earned and deserve. The Senate had overwhelming approved the legislation back in June, but a do-over was required to make a 
technical fix. That process derailed when Republicans made a late attempt to change another aspect of the bill last week and blocked it from advancing. The abrupt delay outraged veterans groups and advocates, including comedian John Stewart. It also placed GOP senators in the uncomfortable position of delaying the top legislative priority of service organizations this session of Congress. A group of veterans and their families have been camping out at the Capitol since that vote. They had endured the thunderstorms in Washington's notorious summer humidity, but they were in the galleries as senators cast their votes. You can go home knowing the good and great thing you have done and accomplished for the United States of America, said Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer. Uh, what exactly? I'm not familiar, and I know I did not look it up. What's the burn pit? Anybody familiar with the burn pits that they're talking about? It's the first time hearing about them. Not sure what they are. I guess nobody here is familiar. All right. Let me see. Let me check the comments. Hold on. Let me check the comments. <laughs> no, Greg, not 5,000 Canadian, you wish. Um, yeah, not familiar with it. I'm going to look it up, do some research on the next break. So, State Department offers $10 million reward for information on how the Russians interfere with the U.S. elections. The Russian oligarch, also known as Vladimir Putin's chef, is wanted, and the Biden administration is willing to pay $10 million to anyone that knows any information. The reward will be given to anyone who knows information regarding foreign interference in U.S. elections, specifically activity by a Russian troll fa factory, according to Fox News. So his name, I'm just going to call him Yev Viktorovich, is on the FBI's most wanted list after he was charged with conspiracy to defraud the U.S. in 2018 and both the United States and Europe have targeted him. Fox News reports that the new reward of up to $10 million offered through the State Department's Reward for Justice program, administered by the Diplomatic Security Service, seeks information leading to the identification or location of any foreign person, including a foreign entity, who knowingly engaged or is engaging in interference in U.S. elections, as well as information leading to the prevention, frustration, or favorable resolution of an act of foreign election interference, the statement released on Thursday. His work with IRA, which was as early as 2014, began interfering with the U.S. political system, including the 2016 U.S. presidential election. IRA operated through several Russian entities, including Internet Research, LLC, Media, Synthes, LLC, Glavset, LLC, Mix Info, LLC, Azimut, LLC, and Nov Info, LLC. After the mon reward money increased, the FBI released multiple photos of Yev. <laughs> if I had information, I don't know if I'd want that $10 million because, hmm, sounds lucrative, sounds you know, yeah, I could do that 10 million, but am I willing to take that chance? Is it going to be that easy to get that 10 million dollars? Sounds like entrapment to me. I don't know. That's just in my opinion. Yep, but why, why are they paying out 10 million dollars for for something that? Because they're they're um, you know, like 
putting themselves in the middle of China's um, political thing too. So isn't that the same thing? <laughs> so should China put out a reward for like Pelosi to, you know? James, do as I say, not as I do. Okay. <laughs> Don't you know that's the rule of thumb? Yeah. Interesting. Let's see if someone will step forward with the information. That person be prepared to explain their affiliation um, and why they never came forward in the first place, right? Yeah. Uh, no, y'all can keep that $10 million. <laughs> I, I mean, yes, we want to know, but, you know, it's not going to be that easy. So for persons living in Georgia... Georgia residents are now allowed to claim their unborn babies as dependents on their state taxes. On Monday, the Georgia Department of Revenue, and I'm glad I'm saying this as I do have a tax person right here in the room who does taxes for people all over the country. <laughs> so heads up on this one, Miss Donna. Georgia residents are now allowed to claim their unborn babies as dependents on their state taxes. On Monday, the Georgia Department of Revenue made the announcement. Any embryo with a heartbeat is eligible for the Georgia Individual Income Tax Dependent Exemption. As with several other deductions claimed on an income tax return, the department reserves the right to request relevant medical documents or other supporting paperwork to prove the pregnancy. Eligible expectant parents will receive $3,000 per unborn child. Taxpayers expecting a baby on or after July 20th through December 31st, 2022 can claim their embryos. According to the department, the new tax policy results from the Supreme Court's decision to overturn Roe v. Wade and the Court of Appeals verdict approving Georgia's so-called heartbeat law. This legislature, enacted in 2019, prohibits most abortions when there is a detectable human heartbeat. This usually occurs as early as six weeks before many women learn of their pregnancy. The tax law allows expecting parents to claim an embryo at any stage as long as the heartbeat is detected by a physician. The state will issue further guidance later this year. This new tax legislation will not impact the federal returns of the filer. So along with the um, $3,000 per unborn child, upon the detection of a heartbeat of the embryo, are we going to be doing that as well for, um, what do what you call it? Oh, my gosh. What's that thing where you get money for your children from the father? <laughs> I'm blank right now. What's the term for it? Oh, my gosh. Child support. Child support. Thank you. No, I can't believe I went black on that one. Child support. Hmm? So are they now going to approve child support upon the detection of a heartbeat of the embryo if the man has walked away from from the woman. Just want to know. Just want to know. Any means necessary for you not to abort that child, you know? <laughs> exactly. Can we say nightmare tax season again? Yes, Miss Donna. I was waiting on your response from a tax angle. How how how, how is this gonna work out? 
Listen, all I can say is this. Every year we always have something in the game that's going to mess the tax season up. Listen, I was shocked when I seen it, honey, because I did not know until we all seen it. <laughs> and um, yeah, they're going to get some coins and it's going to be crazy. And I, you say, I'm not knocking, you know, them getting extra money, but it's just going to cause mayhem in terms of on the tax side of things. Mm-hmm. You know, rewriting the whole tax program again, like it's going to be a delay. It's, 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 it's a lot. And especially if other states that, you know, paid state taxes. I know Florida doesn't. Um, um, it's going to cause a lot of problems. Right. I mean, in terms of our, on our end, I'm not trying to be selfish, but on our end, yeah, it's going to cause ruckus. But not only on your end, um, Donna, you have to think about us, the taxpayers as well, who are filing. We already have to wait until a particular date to be able to um, file. And then if they have to rewrite the, to- the tax um, codes and everything, it is also going to affect us and when we're able to submit and how quickly people are going to be able to get their tax returns. You you just came back from a conference, so it looks as though you're going to have to go to another tax conference. I'm going to four this year. <laughs> we have to stay up on top of these tax laws, honey, because as you can see, everything changes. Just like um, this year when we, got, um, when we got a third stimulus last year, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, people didn't get it. We had to reapply for the stimulus for people. It's It's been the last three tax years of craziness and changes in the middle of the season, all this stuff. So like you said, you know, it affects a lot of people, mm-hmm. a lot of entities um, when these laws have, you know, changed. Why didn't you think about that last year? You know what I mean? Yep. Well, I don't grudge anybody who is a tax preparer. I have no grudge for you. Every dollar you all earn, you all deserve it. Ain't mad at y'all at all. Don't don't be mad at them, folks, when they charge you what they charge you. Pay that money because we're paying them for the headache that we don't have. Good tax preparers, I must say. Let me add that in there. Not not Sally around the corner <laughs> who go hook you up. No, you know, we want to make sure it's done right. So, yeah. Kansas abortion vote pro-choice campaigners score major win. And this is according to BBC News. Kansas voters have chosen to uphold abortion rights in the first electoral test of the deeply polarizing issue since the U.S. Supreme Court allowed states to ban the procedure outright. Voters overwhelmingly said they do not wish to amend the state constitution to assert there is no right to abortion. If the ballot had gone the other way, lawmakers could have moved to further restrict or ban abortion in the state. Michigan. Arizona, Missouri, and Washington also held elections. These states saw Senate races that could determine which party controls the upper chamber of Congress next year, and two of the nation's most hotly fought races for governor. Tuesday's elections were also a test of former President Donald Trump's influence in the Republican Republican Party, as he hints of a possible third run for the White House in 2024. The vote in Kansas, a referendum separate to the congressional and gubernatorial elections, was the first statewide electoral test of abortion rights since the U.S. Supreme Court two months ago overturned Roe v. Wade. The result will be seen as a potential barometer of the issue's renaissance 
or resonance, sorry, ahead of nationwide midterm elections on November 8, with Democrats fighting to retain control of Congress. And this is the only thing people can do, get out and vote. That's, that's the only voice we have at this point, is to vote the way they did in Kansas so that states cannot uphold the ban. That's the only way. The only, only way. Um, question, did anybody else see where Ivana was buried on, well, she is buried at the, is it the golf course that Trump has in New Jersey? Hole number one. Um, but what's interesting is that they say her estate has to pay him for her being buried there. Did I read that or was I dreaming that? Because I'm like, how appalling is this? And I questioned her, I questioned her children that they would be okay with this, having her buried on the golf course so their father could benefit from her estate. The extent we go to, the things we do. Can you be that sick? That, there's no other way to put it but to call you sick, demented, ridiculous. That whole family's messed up. It's time for us to take another quick break. And when we return, we have business and tech news along with health and science news. Here's some more from Jill Scott. Talked about Moses. 
All our listeners logged on to the Quality Music Zone, QMZRadio.com, JanoRadio.com, and everyone here with me on Clubhouse, where the conversation happens. I'm Moments With Me. You're listening to Coffee in Tow, World News on the Go, every Monday through Friday, starting at 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern, where I read the news and we share our reviews. Tomorrow, we are live on FutureFM.net and FutureFM 98.9 in the Bronx, Mount Vernon and Westchester. For quality music while you work or play, log on to QMZRadio.com. That music will definitely help you get through your day. Follow me on Twitter at me Media Moments, MI Media Moments on Instagram, Moments underscore with underscore me underscore media. Coming up right after this, we do have business and tech news.
Samsung introduces a new feature that will protect personal data from being stolen during phone repairs. The feature, known as Repair Mode, comes amid rising reports of customers seeking repairs who complain that phone technicians are stealing private images from their phones. Consumers for various phone companies have called for measures to be implemented to prevent this. Samsung has moved to offer these new protections first in its Galaxy S21 phones in South Korea. They will then expand to other models in the near future. To enable repair mode, customers must navigate to settings and select battery and device care. From there, they may turn on the repair mode. The phone will reboot and once back on, messages, photos, and other sensitive accounts will be hidden. Anyone fixing the phone will only have access to the pre-installed default apps. Repair mode can be powered off at any time by the phone's owner, but must be authenticated with a pattern, pin, or fingerprint. Any data required during the repair procedure will be deleted, and all device settings will be reset to their pre-activation configuration. This innovation is sure to be adopted by other companies who are also trying to combat techs swiping personal data from customers. Last year, Apple settled a, law settled a lawsuit over two iPhone repair technicians who leaked a woman's sensitive images on Facebook after working on her phone. Sounds like a good move to me. And TikTok might be ready to launch its own music streaming application. Apple and Spotify might have some competition coming their way as the popular social media and video streaming application is rumored to be gearing up to have its own platform for music. As we know, many of the hit songs that we know and love today are sometimes getting their first round of plays on TikTok. Back in May, TikTok's parent company, ByteDance, filed a trademark application with the U.S. patent and... Uh, trademark office for the TikTok music. The company also filed an application for TikTok music in Australia back in November. In the filing, the company said users would be able to share, create, and suggest playlists, among other interactions related to music on the app. There are no confirmed solid details on exactly what TikTok is shaking up, but let's just say the app always seems to come with the ideas every other platform ones seems that way too in health and science news new glasses for the deaf and hard of hearing display subtitles while people speak for his entire life josh feldman has relied on lip reading in order to understand what someone is saying but this week a new product that provides real-time transcriptions allowed him to follow a conversation without even seeing the other person's face. Having been born hard of hearing, Feldman has got used to lip reading while socializing, but it can be a struggle to keep up in a world that often does not accommodate those who are deaf or hard of hearing, particularly during a pandemic in which face masks have been a necessity. Enter the first pair of glasses to come with its own subtitles and real smart glasses. 
So it's N, just the letter N, and real. Feldman is one of the first to preview the glasses. Seated on a sofa wearing what looked like a pair of thick black sunglasses, he carried on a conversation with a man seated to his right. A British startup called XRAI Glass is the one behind the technology that could allow millions of people who are deaf or hard of hearing to see in-person conversations they cannot hear. The glasses use augmented reality, AR tech, and a phone app provides the live transcription. Currently, the app is only supported on Android, but the company is seeking to get approval for iPhone usage as well. The technology is not perfect. It's less reliable in a group setting when people talk over each other. The glasses will be publicly available starting September. I don't think this is a new concept. Which movie did we see? I know we saw this in a movie years ago. We saw this idea, and I remember watching the movie and saying, hmm, that would be nice. I'd love to have x-ray glasses. I remember saying that. I can't remember which one now, but it will come back to me. But yeah, it's a good thing. Of course, the only drawback, they say, is when people are talking over each other. But one-on-one interaction, I think it's beneficial. Um, I do have an uncle that is has difficulty hearing and it stemmed from when he used to work at, um, oh my gosh, what's this bauxite mining company that's in Manchester? Back in the day before he migrated, he used to work there. And, you know, the heavy noise affected his hearing. So now um, he can hardly hear and you have to speak really loudly. And he does wear a hearing aid but you still have to speak loudly. And it becomes a bit of a challenge when you're interacting with him, especially on the phone. So something like this, and he does wear glasses too, so something like this would definitely be beneficial and make it easier, make the interactions and easier for everyone. And, you know, he won't feel frustrated and everybody else won't feel frustrated as well. Yeah, time for sports news. On Tuesday, the NFL announced that the Miami Dolphins will forfeit their 2023 first-round draft pick and 2024 third-round pick. The team's owner, Stephen Ross, has been suspended through October 17, while there is an investigation on whether the organization violated league policies about the integrity of the game. The investigation, which was spearheaded by former U.S. Attorney and SEC Chairperson Mary Jo White, lasted six months and focused on two areas according to the league. The first issue was to see if the Dolphins violated league tampering rules with quarterback Tom Brady and former Saints head coach Sean Payton while they were under contract with other clubs. While the second focused on if the franchise intentionally lost games during the 2019 season to improve its draft position. The NFL announced that the investigation conclusively established that the team had impermissible communications with Brady in 2019 and 2020 when he was with the Patriots and also had impermissible communications with the QB after the 2021 season while he played with the Buccaneers. Those discussions began no later than early December 2021 and, and focused on Mr. Brady becoming a limited partner in the Dolphins 
and possibly serving as a football executive, although at times they also included the possibility of his playing for the Dolphins. That's what the league said on their Tuesday release. Both Messieurs Ross and who, um, Beale, who is Dolphins vice chairman, were active participants in these discussions. The investigation determined that Dolphins had impermissible communications with Peyton's agent in January 2022 about him becoming the Dolphins head coach. Miami did not seek consent from New Orleans to have these discussions, which occurred before Coach Peyton announced his decision to retire as head coach of the Saints. Following that announcement, Miami requested permission to speak to Kate, Co- um, Coach Peyton for the first time, which New Orleans declined to grant. This is getting so interesting. The investigators found tampering violations of unprecedented scope and severity. Uh, NFL Commissioner Roger Goodell said in a statement that he knows of no prior instance of a team violating the prohibition on tampering with both a head coach and star player to the potential detriment of multiple other clubs over a period of several years. He also went on to say that, similarly, um, I know of no prior instance in which ownership was so directly involved in the violations. Why do I think that this is stemming from the whole Brian Flores situation? Who, anybody else following this? Um, Where's Andel? Andel, I know you're big on following um, this whole football thing. Um, and Marlon is not awake yet. But I find this interesting. The investigation was brought on after Dolphins head coach Brian Flores. Here we go. I'm I'm digging a little deeper here, so bear with me. The investigation was brought on after former Dolphins head coach Brian Flores, who was fired by the team at the end of the 2021 season, filed a lawsuit claiming Ross offered to pay him $100,000 for every loss during the coach's first season in 2019 because he wanted the team to tank so he could get the top pick in the 2020 NFL draft. However, the independent investigation determined that the team did not intentionally lose games during the 2019 season, nor did anyone at the club, including Mr. Ross, instruct Coach Flores to do so. However, the NFL announced that on a number of occasions during the 2019 season, Mr. Ross expressed his belief that the Dolphins' position in the upcoming 2020 draft should take priority over the team's win-loss record. Those comments concerned Flores and led him to express his concerns in writing to senior club executives, each of whom assured Coach Flores that everyone, including Mr. Ross, supported him in building a winning culture in Miami. Um, let me throw my two cents in here. Since 1973, 74, Miami hasn't brought home the championship. They suck. I'm sorry, Miami. Yes, I live in Miami. Yes, uh, yeah, I tolerate y'all, but y'all suck. I don't know what the issue is with the Miami Dolphins, why they have not been able to get it together. I don't know if it's a distraction with the girls down here. I don't know if they party too much. 
I don't know what's going on with them. But when you become desperate, you tend to do things that go against your decency. You know, your, your moral compass is shifted. The things you're supposed to uphold, you no longer uphold and you start reaching. Do I believe that the games were tanked intentionally? Yes. It's something they do it in horse racing. They do it in basketball. You can't tell me otherwise. It's done. They do it in business. Elon Musk does it, right? You tarnish something so that you can reduce its value to your benefit. And then you turn around. It's a game that everybody plays. It's a game everybody plays. But back to Miami Dolphins, what I'm seeing here or what I'm what I'm grasping from this whole fiasco is desperation. Point blank. And I believe that even if they are given the advantage as it relates to drafts, the draft picks, I still don't think they're going to get it together because they've had good people on their team. But. <laughs> it's like threads fraying at the edges of a piece of cloth. Which leads to the question, is it the players? Is it the coaching staff? Or is it the owners? Who is playing the game here? Players want to play. Players want to play the game. They're playing it because they love it. Many of them have been playing since Pee Wee. Many of them have had their hopes and dreams on, 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 these, on, on the whole NFL, right? They get in there and they, they want to give their best. Then their coaches who are coaching these players, coaches who want to do their job, who want the teams to win because you know what? For every win, there is an advantage. They get their stripes. There's money on the table for them, right? And we know the whole domino effect of when you win. And then you have the owners. They're not even being shrewd. I would never call them shrewd business people. They're not. They're all about lining their pockets. They don't care if the players do well or not. The owners treat the players like slaves and the coaches as the slave masters. You go out there and you better tell them what to do so we can have more cotton pig to put on the scale so I can get more money. That's all it is. And I don't care who wants to disagree with me, but the NFL is modern day slavery with a high pr ticket um, price on it. That's all it is. These guys are out there running up and down in the cold, in the rain, in the, in the heat. Yes, they're getting well paid, but that money goes right out the back door. Believe me, it does. Right? And they have to do what Massa tells them to do. Not what they think is best. No. And then the owners don't realize the repercussions of their greed. That's, that's, I'm just going to call it what it is. Their greed. Their focus on the almighty dollar. They don't realize the damage, the psychological damage that they're doing to their players and their coaches. 
players get, being feeling frustrated when they can't play the way they want to play. Some of them may be aware of the boardroom decisions, and I put that in quotations. Some of them may not be. Now let us talk about those who may not be aware. Can you imagine how frustrating you go home and you're venting, oh my God, I could have, we could have had this game, and this guy over here, made, he made a stupid play and cost us... The, and yada, 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 not realizing that he's getting worked up and riled up over the decision of someone else at the top. It's a dirty business. Very dirty business, if you ask me. So for anyone looking to get into the NFL or pushing their children into the NFL, um, think long and hard have these conversations let them know the dirty side of the sports too let them know that it's not about signing a contract for millions of dollars but also signing away your freedom the ability to think on your own the ability to rationalize they don't pay you to think they pay you to play the game, the way they orchestrate it. So have those conversations, folks. And I know it's going to not matter to many people because all they see is the almighty dollar. I get it. But the NFL, you need to clean up. I don't feel sorry for the um, the man here. I mean, uh, what's his name? Stephen Ross. I don't, I don't feel sorry for him at all. He ain't losing a dollar. He'll he be all right. Nothing to worry about. Yeah, but that's the um, the flip side of the NFL. It's also there in the NBA. Any sport, quite frankly. It's really about dollars and cents, not about the player. They make you think it's about the player. Never is. And now it's time for Caribbean Corner. morning to everyone just joining us for coffee and toe on johnoreda.com qmzreda.com and in clubhouse out of the bahamas four men could face life imprisonment they returned to court on october 28 to answer manslaughter charges in the deaths of 17 haitian migrants who perished after their 33-foot speedboat bare ambition capsized five nautical miles off New, New Providence on July 24. The accused Donald Watson, who is 39, the alleged captain, Eulen McKinney, 49, Mackenzie Jerome, 53, the alleged owner of the capsized boat, and Wilbens Joseph, 37, one of the alleged organizers of the smuggling trip, appeared in court last Friday. They face... 18 counts of manslaughter in connection with the deaths when they appeared before Chief Magistrate Joanne Ferguson Pratt. Police said the 18th victim was the unborn son of a pregnant woman who died in the incident. But Alex Dorsett, the lawyer for Joseph, said the manslaughter charge in respect of the fetus was an impossibility in law, arguing that the penal code states that a child must be born alive in order to be the victim of manslaughter or murder. However, the chief magistrate said those arguments should be presented before the Supreme Court 
where the case will be tried. Watson and McKinney are further accused of operating bare ambition in a reckless manner without regard to the passengers on board, as well as operating a vessel without a license. Jerome, who did not have a lawyer, told the magistrate that he had no involvement in the matter and that police alleged that he owned the boat. He alleges also that the police failed to account for all the money they seized from his home. Jerome said he had 90,000 U.S. dollars, which represented the proceeds from the sale of a boat and trailer. However, police said they seized $45,000. The accused have all been remanded to the Bahamas Department of Corrections. 45 to 90,000, half the money missing. Hmm. Um, hope justice will be served for those who lost their lives. Yeah, that I do hope. In St. Lucia, Governor of the Eastern Caribbean Central Bank, ECCB, Timothy Antoine, has warned against investing in cryptocurrency, highlighting its instability. A cryptocurrency is an encrypted data string that denotes a unit of currency. It is monitored and organized by a peer-to-peer -peer network called a blockchain, which also serves as a secure ledger of transactions such as buying, selling, and transferring. Unlike physical money, cryptocurrencies are decentralized, which means they are not issued by governments or other financial institutions. Antoine stated, with the cryptos, they're not backed by anything. It's speculation. Buying and selling, buying and selling. The price is up today, the price is down tomorrow. The ECCB governor also highlighted the use of cryptocurrency to finance terrorism and money laundering. Because they do not have an underlined asset, because they're not regulated, there will be a crackdown, he continued. The reason why there will be a crackdown is that many of these cryptocurrencies are being used for money laundering and in some cases, terrorism financing, Antoine stated emphatically. Do not ever borrow money to invest in crypto because you're not sure if you're going to recover that investment and you will have to pay back that debt, Antoine warned. And we head over to Jamaica for our next story. We believe Donnelly Donaldson was killed, says DCP Bailey. Almost three weeks after social media influencer Donnelly Donaldson was reported missing on July 13, the police have not given up on finding the body of the woman now presumed dead. Her boyfriend, police constable Noel Maitland, was on Tuesday charged with her murder. Head of the JCF's Crime and Security Portfolio, Deputy Commissioner of Police Fitz Bailey said, based on investigation, the police believe Donaldson was killed between 4 p.m. and 8 p.m. on July 12. On, well, between July 12 and July 13. He said that while investigators have not discovered the body, there is forensic evidence that she is dead. DCP Bailey said that the police have carried out several operations, including a visit to the Riverton City Landfill in St. Andrew, aimed at recovering Donaldson's body. The senior law enforcement officer said that while investigators suspect that Maitland may have acted alone in causing the death of Donaldson, they believe that Maitland received help to dispose of the body. Donaldson was reported missing on July 13 after she had gone to Maitland's home. 
family and fans of Donaldson, who was the host of the reality, reality show 876 Roommates, staged several protests days after her disappearance, claiming a lack of urgency on the part of the police. The police, with the help of Indicom and the Institute of Forensic Science and Legal Health and oversight from the police command, made several breakthroughs in the case. And by July 26, the Office of the Director of Public Prosecutions and other stakeholders were brought in for a case review. By July 27, Maitland was in police custody, taken before the parish court and remanded. On Tuesday, a charge of murder was laid against him. The Jamaica Constabulary Force says an extensive search is underway to find the body of social media influencer Donnelly Donaldson, who they believe has been murdered. They have searched hospitals as well as the Riverton City dump. Hmm. Um, asked if Constable Maitland had helped in kin- killing Donaldson, DCB DCP Bailey, while cautious, says it's believed he was supported after the murder. Uh, interesting, very interesting. Someone said over the weekend that um, her mom begged her to leave this man alone. Her mom... Um, mentioned that and this is hearsay i'm not stating it as facts folks please don't it's just gathering from different sources all over the all over social media the various platforms right so just taking little snippets of what you're hearing here and there um mom also or not mom but it was mentioned that she was full they both women knew about each other Right, both women knew about each other. Uh, they would fight all the time. The last fight they had, the mother told her she needs to leave this man alone. I've heard that. Um, I've also heard that she used to give her money to this man. Oh, give her money to the man. I don't make any sense. I thought he made money because I understand that besides being a police officer, he was also involved in the entertainment industry. To what degree and to what extent, I don't know. So you're hearing bits and pieces of a large puzzle that is being put together. Am I ruling out the the, um, female officer? No, I'm not. I stand 10 toes down that he's, if anything, he's going to take the rap because of the child that's in the picture. That's my feeling. I may be wrong. But um, will he confess? Doubt it. Um, oh, I also heard that the garbage truck and its driver, the driver, um, was not aware of anybody being put in the truck. So those are all the bits and pieces that we have so far. Still waiting to see the final picture. Um, of course, Jamaicans are doing their own investigation. They're <laughs> piecing, the, piecing it together. 
you know, we, we have our own court on the outside of the court system, right? We have our own ways of coming about making allegations. And, you know, it kind of leads back to the saying, if it not gossa, it nearly gossa. <laughs> yeah. Our next story comes out of Latin America. Spain and Brazil report first monkeypox deaths outside Africa. Spain and Brazil have reported one death each from monkeypox in what are thought to be the first fatalities linked to an outbreak of the disease that, disease that began in early May. Spain is one of the world's worst hit countries with 4,298 cases of the virus, according to the Health Ministry's Emergency and Alert Coordination Center. Of the 3,750 monkeypox patients with available information, 120 cases were hospitalized, which is 3.2%, and one case has died, the center said in a report on Friday. The health ministry spokesperson declined to give further details on the patient who died. An autopsy is due to take place. In Brazil, the patient who died was a 41-year-old man. The health ministry said he also suffered from lymphoma and a weakened immune system. He had been admitted to hospital in the southeastern city of Belo Horizonte and died from septic shock after being taken to the intensive care unit. It is important to underline that he had serious comorbidities so as not to spread panic in the population. The death rate is very low for monkeypox, said Minas Guerrillas Health Secretary. Fabio Bacheretti. Brazil's health ministry has recorded close to 1,000 monkeypox cases, mostly in Sao Paulo and Rio de Janeiro states, which are the countries, um, or which are also in the country's southeast. Along with the United States and Canada, it is one of the countries that has been most affected by monkeypox in the Americas. Early signs of the disease, and I think we went over this last week, include a high fever, this part wasn't mentioned, swollen lymph glands and a chicken pox-like rash. The disease usually heals itself after two to three weeks, although recovery can sometimes take a month. A small pox vaccine from Danish drug Maria, uh, maker, sorry, Bavaria Nordic, marketed on the, under the name JYNNEOS Gineos in the United States and Imvanex in Europe, has also been found to protect against monkeypox. So there is hope for those who may have been exposed. And remember, folks, it is not only through sexual um, intercourse, but touching, coming into close proximity with someone, touching someone who has touched or touching someone with the monkeypox or, or touching something for example, bed linen or towels or any surface that someone with monkeypox has touched can cause you to contract monkeypox. All right, so let us not turn. So you have a spot. We have a spammer in the in the group. I guess in the bottom. Our our brother Jim. Oh, ignore that. Ignore. Ignore. Oh, okay. Ignore. Yeah. Yeah, he's just he's just spewing over there. Ignore. Yeah. So it's time yeah. for us to take another music break. Uh, when we return, it's Believe It or Not news plus entertainment news still to come. Here's some more from Jill Scott.
All day long, I'm 
Hey yo, I'm the magnificent with the sensational style. Yes, check it, head to toe. Let me take my gazelles home. This thing, but can't let go. Even though I need it so, your arms they soothe me, but I ain't no game. I ain't no toy. I ain't just brain. This ain't no movie man. I'm a real woman. Been down this road before. I just need more. I just need more. What does my body ignore? What my mind says? I try to keep it intact, but I'm here in this bed. They keep finding me. I wanna lay low. Checking to see where my head has been. And I've been apologizing to some people. Some bridges I needed to mend. I've been eating more greens. Get my body out of line. Oh, I'm gonna be super fine. And I've been letting, been letting some old ideals go. I'm making room for my life to grow. I just wanna be free. Hey, yeah. I just wanna be prepared. Get myself ready for what's coming for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I am. I just wanna be. I just wanna be prepared. Hear me now. to all our listeners logged on to the quality music zone qmzradio.com
JanoRadio.com. If you haven't already done so, download the Jano Radio app available in your Apple and Google Play stores. J-A-H-K-N-O. Take us on the go. And of course, to everyone here with me on Clubhouse, where the conversation happens, I'm Moments with me. You're listening to Coffee in Tow World News on the Go. Every Monday through Friday, starting at 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern, where I read the news and we share our views. It is hashtag WCW Woman Crush Wednesday, and today we are crushing on Jill Scott playing her songs. Follow me on Twitter at Me Media Moments, on Instagram Moments underscore with underscore me underscore media. Yeah, I just want to be Music has the power to alter our moods, our mindset, how we feel, our emotions, even our voice, right? Depending on what you're listening to, you will adjust your voice accordingly, isn't it? Interesting how powerful music moves. Gives you everything that you ask for. Don't you ever want Coming up later on, Empress, we do have a few of my favorites, one of which is Crown Royale. Yeah, I love that one. Can't wait to play that one a little later on in the show. Remember, for quality music while you work and play to help you get through your day, log on to www.qmzradio.com. And the website for Moments With Me Media is under construction. Yay! Stay stay tuned for that. We're launching pretty soon. Yeah. Labor of love. It's a lot of work. (laughs) But we're going to be launching that. So be on the lookout for that one. www.themomentswithme.com So coming up now, it's time for Believe It or Not News. This one is a shocker for me. I, I, I Yeah, I definitely needed that calming voice of um, Jill Scott before this story. You know, we have to be grateful for the creators of TikTok, right? Even though the platform has its issues, and I put that in quotation. um, Yeah. Thanks to TikTok, a TikTok video, a quote-unquote slave cabin, bed and breakfast, Airbnb, what is it, Airbnb listing has been removed. The slave cabin known as Panther Burn Cottage was proudly advertised as an 1830s slave cabin that housed enslaved people at a population in Greenville, Mississippi. After facing widespread backlash in the days since the now viral TikTok video was posted, the company issued an apology and noted on Monday that it is removing listings that are known to include former slave quarters in the United States. Whiton or Winton Gates, an entertainment and civil rights attorney in New, York, New Orleans, uh, said the TikToker was him. He's the one behind the now viral posting about the luxury listing. 
The history of slavery in this country is constantly denied, Yates said in the Friday video. And now it's being mocked by being turned into a luxurious vacation spot. Yates, who is black, added, this is not okay in the least bit. Properties that formerly housed the enslaved have no place on Airbnb. Airbnb spokesperson um, Ben Braid said that in a statement. We apologize for any trauma or grief created by the presence of this listing and others like it, and that we did not um, act sooner to address the issue. Brad Hauser, who took over ownership of the Greenville property in July, said in a statement to the Washington Post that even though the building had been used as a doctor's office and not a quarter for enslaved people, it was the previous owner's decision to market the building as the place where slaves once slept. Hauser, who is white, claims he strongly opposed the previous owner's description and promised to give guests a historically accurate portrayal of life at the Belmont Plantation. I'm not interested in making money off slavery, said Hauser, who is 52, who also apologized for the listing insulting African Americans whose ancestors were slaves. After Yates's TikTok video on the slave cabin garnered more than 2.6 million views, Airbnb added that it was not only removing all listings promoted as former quarters for enslaved people, but it would also work with experts to develop new policies that address other properties associated with slavery. So I have mixed feelings about this. Uh, the White House. Who built the White House? Okay. Nobody knows. Wasn't the White House built by slaves? It was It was built we by did. enslaved Sorry. people, yes. Yeah. Okay. What about many of the historic buildings that we pay an admission fee to get into? Who built them? Slaves. So why do we yearn to visit these places, but we have an issue with this house that's listed on Airbnb? Am I missing something? Am I missing the point? I don't know. Don't you think the context, I mean, I understand what you're saying. Mm -hmm. um, and there are a lot of things that we need to, you know, come to terms with in this country in terms of the contributions of people of African descent. And also a lot of um, oppression has happened to a lot of people, right? That 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 is untold. It's one of those things where it's like, you know, two wrongs don't make a right. And especially when it's so um, obvious, the profit, I feel like that, you know, causes, and it's labeled that way. It's the label. It's the, it's the, the, the profit off of it. And it's like this, here is a former place of enslaved people. You know, you can come here. It's, it's a, it's a, it's a context about it that uh, is off-putting um but it's not i think it's a it's a example of how um 
experiences that has oppressed different people has have been people have used to profit off of it it's just one of the many things that have occurred it doesn't make it right um and i think that it is right that they they took it um off but it's not um an exception and majority of of how this country was built and you know so so called successful is off of the backs of uh people of color and namely african americans so it is something that you know there can be two rights two two wrongs two truths you know a lot of it's it's layered and it's complex so that's just my my take on it thank you for for your perspective um empress let me ask you a question though the person who owned it the previous owner who had it listed as as such right um hold on the previous owner's decision to market the building as the place where slaves once slept okay um slave cabin couldn't it be looked at as a piece of history that people pay to sleep and to try to have some understanding some idea probably put them in the mindset and have them think about the atrocities that occurred right and somehow have them be more compassionate they're making money off of it right an airbnb listing don't they make money off of other buildings as well that's the issue i'm having i think it's hypocritical in my opinion to slam this but not slam other things so other buildings that um are looked at as historical replicas and pieces of history that were built by slaves why are we ch making money off of those then yeah and and i i get i get what you're saying i just think that it's multi-layered right and i feel like it's one of those things where you know you can call something out in accountability just like how they have these plantation tours I could not do, I can't do that. And I'm right. very clear in terms of how I show up, um, you know, and what I do and what I don't. But I'll give an example. I know someone and I, and I, and I was like, oh, that's a very interesting way. It was, um, someone was talking to me about their friend who recently inherited a place that had um, enslaved people there. And what he has done is that he has turned it into, you know, a camp for um, children with disabilities. So that in some ways, right, it is in some ways shifting that, you know, it's in the family. It's one of those things that can't be sold, you know, that kind of thing. So he has shifted it where it's in the family. Now, I think that's a very interesting way and a, and a you know, a right step, Um I, I personally believe that it is important for the stories of people um, of what happened in terms of oppression that it should be told, mm -hmm. um, you know, that our ancestors and, and people in general cannot really rest unless their, their stories are told and the complexities of it. I think that the issue for me is you have to know your privilege you have to know your privilege. It is a white man who is profiting off of this. And then you're counteracting and coming back and saying, okay, yeah, we're going to do this. If that was the case, you should have labeled it this way. 
this you know what i mean if you were going in with it in that intention about telling the history then you would have made sure that that's how you're presented i think that too many people don't recognize their privilege including i have had to face my privilege as a straight person who has certain privileges right there is something about it that's not right it's not exclusive to it you know it's not an it's it's um and we all have have done things where we have profited off of the, the backs of, of of people who have been oppressed this is for me just too blatant and it should be held accountable now it should not be the only thing right it shouldn't be the only thing i just think that it's just uh it's, it, it's, it needs to, there needs to be recognition in a lot of ways for what is happening to black people, to Native Americans especially, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's not exclusive to only, you know, the story of um, enslavement. You go all the around the desert and you're seeing people who are utilizing the histories of, of Native people and are, and are profiting off of it. This needs to be dealt with and i think that this is one of the things that are showing okay we're going to hold you accountable but you're right there are other things um that need to be held accountable i just think it's just complex yeah thank you empress Can I ask? yes yes go right ahead i was going to jump over to you next javek go right ahead so are we saying that if it was done by someone of our color it would be different or are we saying like i said in the chat the context of the marketing could have been sold differently or told differently. I think it's the context of the marketing. I think it's how it was marketed and branded and how it was packaged and presented. I think that's where it is. Um, I don't think, you know what? Let me stop thinking. Is is the person that's doing this not of our color? I, I think it has to do with the marketing, to be honest. Like the way okay. how he's coming okay. at the end of it, like saying, you know, it could have been a teachable moment. You should have put that in the front piece of it. We all have, I don't know for everybody else, but I can say for me, in my blood, mm-hmm. my great great grandfather was a slave owner. You understand? Right. So here's the reality of it. If you're going to walk the walk, do it up front. Don't come back and back check now after you get, you are being held accountable. If this was your intention, do it. We all have complex histories. You understand? And, and at one point we have been the oppressor and one point we have been the, you know, the oppressed historically. And we have to come with a sense of compassion and what it means to move forward. But recognize that people have been brutally hurt right and and have been oppressed by it so just be accountable i didn't i just think that is how you're presenting it i think you have to recognize your privilege and i also think it's multi-layered right it's multi-layered it's it's something where if he came in with it differently and recognize it but form a slave house have the experience come on that that come on <laughs> that who, wh- why would you do that why would you do something like that you know, if it was like, okay, historical space to understand, you know, the, our past so we can move. You see, what I, you see the difference? Like, it's, it's the context of it. And I, I personally have a problem with profiting off of that. You know, I, I, you know, if I go on a tour to a place that's a farm plantation, I have to do ritual and honor those who came before me. But that's Roxanne. 
you know, mm-hmm. but I just can't, I'm not with this um, idea like, you know, we have to be accountable for how we, we deal with issues of the past and recognize it as complex. And when you're held accountable, you know, don't then pretend like you were trying to come up with a, with a particular way. That's my issue with it. But yes, there are so many places where people are profiting off of it profiting off of music, profiting off of so many things that we need to, you know, to, to, to kind of, in order to move forward, we have to acknowledge and that's where I land. Yeah, yeah, moments. I kind of I understand where you're coming from too because I think sometimes we get very selective with the things that we're offended about. Yeah. And, and that's my issue too. I think we're, we're very, yeah, very selective because like... I understand the, the the wording and the marketing. It's it's like we, we've seen this recently. We've seen it with H and M. We've seen all these people come up with some controversial stuff to get talked about, and it worked you know, because we're talking about them. Mm-hmm. And it's like marketing. So it's like they do it with the intention that okay, we're gonna you know set off a firestorm and then we'll correct it after. But the firestorm is already set off, and people are gonna come anyway, right? Yeah. Um, but for me, I think sometimes we're very selective like we 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 like as black people sometimes we'll have an issue with with this with one particular stuff um and then we're supporting you know like certain brands that that are you know known for for, for their, their 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 slavery uh, a racial history and stuff like that we support them like we you know especially like in north america like i've, I've observed like you know, for like blacks in Canada, like in America, like this fascination with like going to Europe. And then we look at Africa the same way as Donald Trump look at it <laughs> as an age old country. That's how we look at it. <laughs> I'm not going to Africa. I don't want to catch this. I don't want to catch that. And we're, 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 we're Africans. That, that, that's our, our lineages from there. But we look at, oh, I want to go to the Eiffel Tower. I want to mm-hmm. do this. I want to go. I want to go to Venice. I want to do this, but we don't want to go to the, 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 the safaris and, and, and see nature and stuff like that. So, yeah, that, that's my issue with it. Very selective. Like, you know, they're, they're like the, the, the clothing, like we, we, we are like worshiping like all these um, European brand and nobody like we, we, we don't even learn like to go back to our history to know that like Africa, like the continent of Africa. Like, that's where fashion started. They're talking about the runway in Milan. And, and, and if, if you check back to ancient history and look at Ethiopia, you look at um, all the, the garments that, that those people were, were wearing. Just, just look at even Aesilasi. Um, look at um, Empress Menin and look at the stuff that she was wearing. Like, look at like Ghana and, 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 those, and those, those places. People just see Africa as people running around in, in um like um leaves and, and and diapers and you know not not like fashionable but but that's that's wrong because that's where fashion started that's where jewelry started you know the the gold and and and, and the diamonds and, and the crowns and stuff like that that's where it started but we embrace European culture we embrace European fashion we spend thousands of dollars on it and 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 we look at Africa and, and our our culture as you know and even in Ghana where the the, the, the gate of the, the 
what they call it, the return. Mm -hmm. They make a lot of money from that thing. And, and they do. And and it's 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 you, you look at it as because I've I've heard people talk about going there. And it's and, and when people talk about going there, it's a different experience from when I when people go to like you know certain other um it's 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 almost like a religious thing like they go there and they just break down in tears like every single person i know that go into that that cave they say like when they're going there is like a surreal moment and they just start crying men and women so it's it's a different experience like in in terms of that it's not like they're going there to have fun or whatever so maybe like if they use the marketing a, a different way maybe if it if it was black owned like you know just look at like say like a lebron james now would say like okay i'm gonna go and spend a night there and sitting down on the bed and and and, and look and say oh my gosh like i'm the first black billionaire nba player james and and, and you know like look at it as that way so yeah i just think we're very selective and i have to agree with you go go right ahead I mean... javette go ahead I understand the argument that everybody is saying, but you also have to think back that not many of us can afford to buy these places. So it's always going to be marketed maybe by someone else that is not us. So it's more so the context of the marketing that people are having pushback on mm -hmm. versus being selective of when you're going to say that's not right versus that is right. And not only, Javed, is the affordability the issue, the, the truth of the matter is that they can't be bought by anybody black. It's written. Yeah, it's written in. That too. Yeah. There are certain um, properties that cannot be ever, some can never be sold. And there are some that if they are sold, they can only be sold to someone of uh, Caucasian descent. Or someone who is Caucasian. Let me not say Caucasian descent, because many of us Black people have, are of Caucasian descent anyway. But um, yeah, yeah, it's very specific. So it's not just the fact we can't afford it; they don't want us owning it because they made sure to write it in the annals of their history. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, interesting, interesting indeed. Fake doctor who convinced Trump that bleach cured COVID-19 is to stand trial for fraud. The fake Florida doctor who convinced Donald Trump that bleach was a viable COVID-19 cure will stand a trial in Miami for selling the toxic miracle cure. Mark Grennan was arrested in August 2020 with his 34-year-old son Joseph. The two had been detained in Colombia after trying to flee the U.S., Grennan's other sons, 36-year-old Jonathan and 28-year-old Jordan, were arrested that same month in Miami, where they've been jailed since. Grennan and Joseph were recently extradited back to Florida, where they face a long list of charges for selling the potentially deadly concoction to thousands of people. On Thursday, Grennan and his sons were arraigned on charges of conspiring to defraud the government in criminal contempt. The men will stand a trial on September 12. According to prosecutors, the Grennans sold thousands of victims their Miracle Mineral Solution, or MMS as it is widely called. The chemical solution contained sodium chloride and water that became chlorine dioxide when ingested orally. 
Chlorine dioxide is a poisonous compound used as an industrial disinfectant. In high concentrations, it is used as bleach. MMS became a hot ticket item at the onset of the COVID-19 pandemic as panic and the slow development of a vaccine led people to seek alternative protections and cures. Prior to the pandemic, the Grenons marketed and sold jugs of the beach-blazed liquid under the guise that they were healers. Grennan touted himself as the head of the Genesis II Church of Health and Healing, claiming his MMS creation could cure cancer, HIV, and other ailments. The Grennan family made more than $1 million in sales and took credit for Trump promoting drinking bleach as an early solution to curing the coronavirus. In a 2021 interview from Behind Bars, Grennan says he was able to reach the Trump family and give them bottles of MMS. When ingested, MMS can cause nausea, vomiting, diarrhea, and severe hydration. The FDA previously issued several warnings regarding MMS and its consumption. Why isn't Trump there with them? Because wasn't he the one that went on national TV? I never forget that that um, press conference when <laughs> idiots, <laughs> idiots. Stupid. <laughs> I'm sorry. Look, he. <laughs> should be there with that because he was like you who remembers the speech the infamous speech i had everybody cracking the hell up and seeing questioning his sanity about the bleach and the light put the light <laughs> hey moments you know you know we have to give trump credit for though yeah you have to give him credit for like prison equality because since since he's tinting office, there are more white men in prison now. Like, so it, the balance, it's, it's balancing out. Like, I don't wow. know, man. There's a trail. There's a trail of, of people that have been arrested since this guy became president. And, and they don't learn. My gosh. Oh, my gosh. Everybody with him, who is associated with him is under heavy scrutiny or has been incarcerated or facing some charges of one or another. But he still remains untouchable. I shouldn't be laughing. But let me ask the people a question. Something don't go off in your head and say, but hold on, bleach cannot be used, in, cannot be ingested. Yes, we use chlorine in water to, to purify water. I get that. But common sense don't kick in. And said, so, whoa, hold on. This sounds a little far-fetched, a little off. And they, a mil so you want to tell me a million dollars in sales? You know what? Common sense is really not that common. I mean, to be honest, people are desperate for just anything. I remember I was on Clubhouse last year and people are making some suggestions. <laughs> and I'm just like, I, I said, guys, before you do this, right? It was a few people were like, oh, you know, I'm going to try it. I said, before you do it, look it up. <laughs> well, you know, and I'm like, why would you just take somewhat random person's, you know, kind of information or what they're, in, what they're giving to you and just take it? 
do your research know what their what their expertise is you know look at other people's experience with them but they were just desperate for the information because people just want comfort you know what i mean and ease and i get that but i can understand i'm surprised but i can i can understand i've seen people just want to run with it and just take things you know it's because they just want to be back to so-called normal yeah and you said a very um something very important to empress desperation it is something that cripples us all the time it causes us to make poor decisions we suffer from lack of judgment whenever we're desperate and it because of desperation we feel trapped as though we're between a rock and a hard place we end up going to people we have no business going to we end up doing things we have no business doing sometimes costing us our lives desperation we have to be so careful when you are in a most critical situation when you feel as though the world is coming down on you as though you have nowhere to turn that is when you need to stop just stop stop another thing we struggle with and it, it, it comes under the umbrella of desperation the minute something happens who can i call who can i call let me see who i can call we cloud our judgment right away we're quick to call somebody not realizing that many a time the answer lies within us if we just stop and think clearly but it happens to all of us at some point or another to varying degrees something happens oh let me call my mother let me call my father let me call this person let me call that person let me go here let me go there and then how many times have we reached out and reached nowhere and end up right back at square one left with nothing but our thoughts and our intuition as a guide to get us out of the very situation you said it moments and i and i've been um not guilty but i've done that too like oh my gosh i don't know what to you know what what i'm doing and who can i speak to and the reality is if i just name it for myself what am i experiencing right now what kind of emotion it gets me at a starting point you know what do i need what what can i do for me to take care of myself but you are so right so many and there are people who who because they don't want to do with their own stuff they will give you the wrong information not intentionally but they're coming from their own pain or their own hurt you know and if you know especially when you're talking about people in the work that i do who call themselves so-called healers yeah like you have to be very careful as someone who's always available to you or just in or always um they're presenting something right it's 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 one of those things where sometimes i've had to say to clients go and take a break and look and take a and look at this you know i may work with one client and i may not work with another client you see what i'm saying yeah it mm -hmm. it, 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 it it depends on one the guidance of spirit the most high my ancestors and two 
it depends on what you're bringing, right? And what, because sometimes you have work to do before we can even go to anywhere else. Yeah. And I think people don't recognize this. They're people who take advantage of people because of their hurt and their desperation. And we have to be mindful of who we are allowing into our lives. Because sometimes you got to recognize, you know, if you if you read the Bible or you read any kind of book, greater is he. That greater is within is he me. That was within you than he that is within the world. Recognize yep. that and move forward. Thank you. Thank you for that. Say that again once more. Greater is he or she that is within than is in the world so a lot of times our answers lie within but we're so distracted so distracted we don't even realize right so let's get it this is a lesson in getting in touch with self understanding how powerful you are understanding that ask for the gift of discernment and listen to that inner voice. That inner voice, that's your intuition guiding you to let you know. And, you know, they have a saying, if something doesn't feel right, it probably isn't right. You know, follow that. But we're living, we're living in desperate times and everyone is so desperate for everything, right? So what do you think about the pick at the top of the page, ladies, on Clubhouse? Prison Bay 2.0. Man's mugshot goes viral and receives numerous offers to pay his bail. Hurt me, hurt me. Another one bites the dust. A man's Wake County mugshot has gone viral because of his good looks. Brandon Lee Parton, who is 33, was booked in North Carolina on Wednesday on a charge of assault with serious bodily injury. Twitter users have offered to pay his bail and have called him the new hot felon. After seeing this, let me go bail my man out, one person tweeted in response. How deadly we talking, another wrote under the mugshot post. My number on the bonds number list, the third replied, while a fourth quip, I'm going to stick beside him. That's my man. Mm -hmm. Some people wanted to take a peek into his prior criminal history. Back in April 2017, he was arrested on allegations of kidnapping and rape. The Greene County Sheriff's Office in Tennessee took him into custody after investigators found a seriously injured woman at her home. He is on probation for the offense of aggravated assault until March 31, 2030. Parton's now viral mugshot comes after former inmate Jeremy Meek's mugshot rose to fame. You remember that? I don't think that guy was all that, and I don't think this one is all that either. I don't know what they're seeing. I must be blind. He was given many nicknames such as Hot Felon, Felon Bay, and the Blue Eye Bandits after the Stockton Police Department posted his pic on Facebook. The pic garnered 75,000 likes, 20,000 comments, and 10,000 shares and continues to make its round online. Meeks landed high-profile modeling gigs, if we remember. In 2017, he walked the runway in his first-ever debut and has signed deals with Tommy Hilfiger, Philip Plain, and more. He also has 1.5 million followers on Instagram and has also gotten into acting with appearances in the New Secret Society too, and more. Woman, 
Can we stop being desperate? Don't forget the very wealthy woman that he got married, left his wife for. Oh, yes. Remember that? Yes. yes. Well, this one has been accused, arrested on allegations of kidnapping and rape. A woman was found at his home or at a home. Don't know if it's his home or her home. Seriously injured. Aggravated assault. Yeah, but women are lining up and saying, hurt me, hurt me. Let me go bail my Come on, ladies. We got to do better. So let us say you go after him and you get him and he beats your behind. Probably halfway kills you. Or if he initiates sex and you tell him, babe, I'm not in the mood. And he throws you down and starts shredding you to pieces. I hope you know what you signed up for. That's all I'm going to say. Because... <laughs> Did, did you just say shredding you to pieces? <laughs> I, I had to say that because I couldn't say what I wanted to say. Wow. I don't know. What is he? I'm looking at him. I'm trying to figure him out. Is he mixed or is he Caucasian? I don't know. I know the other one was mixed, right? If I'm not mistaken. But is it, what Jeremy is this one? Meeks. Jeremy the whole white has been in a lot of movies that I've seen on cable, like a lot of them. Yeah. He's making money. So, I don't know if he has the same record as this dude, because I didn't really follow him that way, but yeah. Okay, so you say, but Sana, you, you sure this is, something looks like he has a little hint of melanin in him to me. It may be Italian. He's a whole ass white man right there. I ain't got nothing to do with him and his prison. Oh, wow. Peace out. I gotta, let me tell you something, folks. I love Sadat. I love Sadat. keeps it all the way 100. No, look at it, the color, the tone of his skin. Um, look it's called at, suntan. Look at. <laughs> that's, that's during his hour time out, out of That's what he's right. That's why he hundred percent. having a heat wave out there in Freeman, so it's, it's really hot out there in the, in the East Bay. It's really hot in the East Bay. Oh, gosh. But do you know a lot of Italians do have um, melanin in them? They just deny it. No, yeah. They want yeah, it yeah. in them, too. <laughs> you know, y'all are terrible. Well, you know, if you if you know about Italian and Black history in New York, I know Sonnet and Javette may know. It's like a whole thing, you know. So, yeah, but they won't take like Mama said, to, to, back to, to Mama. But uh, it's one of them things. Remember that Eddie Murphy movie with Sunshine? What was that? Harlem Nights. Y'all are a mess. Y'all are y'all are. But, you know, I'm looking at him and, and here's why I'm wondering, right, if he is 100 percent. There is a I came across this family on TikTok. The mother, I can't remember which African country she's from. And the father is white. <clears throat> Excuse me. I think they live in Europe. But you would think the children, well, the two daughters, the little boy clearly is mixed because he has even though he has the fair complexion, he has the curly hair. But the two girls, you would think their mother is white. 
because the, the beauty about us is that we're able to produce them looking from white as white to dark as midnight. We have that ability, right? So that's why I'm wondering. And then I'm looking at him and I'm looking at a cousin of mine who was a bride, was a flower girl in my first wedding. Um, you can't tell what she's either. You really can't tell. You, she could easily pass off as a white person, but she's not. So I'm wondering if it's the same thing with him. Is he white looking, but not? I want to know more about him. Not that I'm in Moments doesn't even I, matter. The man beat up people. That's it then, too, exactly, but I'm trying to... Exactly. In prison. What? <laughs> in, like... He, but he but, got these women going crazy. I, I saw just, an I ad with this him. woman. It was a black woman in her... I think she had a range, and she's calling out to the Nigerian men. <laughs> I don't know if anybody saw that. No. And she was like, Nigerian men. It was a whole video. You can come here. I'll pay for your green card. And she has show her body. I must say, you know, I'm the thing said, me the desperate come look too long at one person. <laughs> me not somebody, no, because me I look outside and the, 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 the um, post guy, they look a look nice. And me say, ooh, Roxanne, watch your eye. But some of these people... Okay. They are really like they go overboard, and it's like, why would you do that? Especially exactly. if you're you have so much to give. Like that is where it comes from a space of deficit. Like you don't have to do this to get anybody. That connects back to what you were saying about going within moments yeah. and recognizing what you have. Because if you put out desperate energy, guess what you get? Mm. Confusion and desperation. Yep. 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 I just Googled him. If yes. you look at his 2016 mugshot, uh -huh. women wouldn't be thinking what they're thinking Ooh, now. Oh, really? Can you, can you, I'm, I'm sorry, what happened about the 2016? How does he look? He doesn't look good at all? Not at all. Mm. So he has a sugar, he has a sugar somebody. Somebody who's, cleaned who's, him up. Somebody's cleaning him up. Yeah, somebody Where cleaned him Javette? up. Where is it, Javette? Google. She said she yep, Googled they him. him up. <clears throat> so it, <laughs> look at the Greenville Sun. The Greenville Sun. Green with the E at the end of Greenville Sun. No, you got to add that. Yeah, you got to add. It's three E. Green with an E. Yeah, then I, Ville. yeah I got that. Yeah. So I, I went there. Sun. Mm -hmm. And put his name. Google his name. Oh, Lord, have mercy. What the heck is the excitement about this man? I mean, I'm looking at him and I really don't see what what would make me want to bail him out. Brandon Lee Parton, okay. Oh, my gosh. I don't know. We need to stop coming across as desperate. We really know. Okay, it's not allowing me to search. Okay, it's probably saying... Okay, hold on. Back up. V R A N D O N. What's the last name? Uh, Parton. P A R T O N. P A R T O N. Okay, let's see. What so we confirmed that's a whole ass white man, right? No, look at that beard. Uh, uh look at his beard. He could be like, you know, have some Middle Eastern something. He might have some. I mean, most white people have something in them. I mean, you know. Um, but he looks very different, um, than no, 
Not really. Not but really. he's a whole criminal. He he's a, a whole yeah, criminal, yeah, criminal. He's a whole criminal. He's a criminal criminal, yeah, but he looks different. Like in this picture here compared to the one where he's like his hair is, is darker and he looks like he you know, he really he I think he's utilized his prison time effectively in building his body mass. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? You know you know you know what he reminds me of who watches Good Girls on Netflix? That Mex, I think he's Mexican. The guy. There's some. What is it about women and bad boys? He's. What, <laughs> what is it that they uh, and they have an energy too, right? Their vibe is really intense. What yeah. is it about good girls wanting bad boys or falling for bad boys? Guys that are totally off the spectrum should not even be on their radar at all, right? So. Good girls, watch it. You have the Caucasian housewife, you know, supposed to be straight-laced and gets caught up in a whole myriad of things with this Mexican guy, and he bosses her around. She has no strength for him. She's weak at him. He does as he likes with her. But yet a lot of women watch the show because of him. They are so taken up with him. So what is it about the bad boy that we, attra that we are attracted to? power it's not, uh, i don't know if it's about power i think i can speak as someone who's a quote-unquote good girl who got caught up in something like that mm -hmm. i think there's this idea of being the rescue mm. right and i think also that you know when you are raised in a way where you are not taught uh, i can speak as someone who was raised christian and, and uh, you know in a very religious household and the the exploration of, of sexuality is not really at the forefront. Uh -huh. It's something that I think that we need to do a better job at for, you know, people who are in religion and young people is like, there should be a, a middle ground in exploring that. So you have this person who comes into your life and, and kind of tingles the part of you that may have been dormant. If that is your first experience with that powerful space within you that is a hook you understand so the good girl is meeting the bad girl within from a person who just know how to manipulate that it's not a good look mm. see what i'm saying does that make sense what i'm saying like, it makes a whole lot of sense yeah there is something about oh my gosh and then you, you are trying to con i can speak for myself you're trying to convince that if I get them on the right track or, you know, there is something about then connecting your goodness to this person and he has to be good then, right? Because if I really acknowledge that he is bad, then I'm, I'm acknowledging that I am bad. But if we get to the point where we are both light and dark and all parts of our us are lovable, then we don't have to get to that part where shame makes us do and hide certain things, you know? Yeah. So it's very interesting. But yeah, but that guy is really nice in real life. Has a really nice black wife. <laughs> real life. <laughs> oh my gosh. So after reportedly choking a female teammate, a transgender cheerleader has been issued a criminal citation and expelled from a cheerleading camp in Texas. Well, guys, I'm officially retired as a cheerleader as of last night at 5.30 a.m. 
A girl on the team was being very disrespectful and told me I am a man with a penis and that guys should not be on the team, the cheerleader Avery Chanel Medlock wrote on Facebook. I stood up for myself and she called her mom and dad because she was scared because I stood up for myself. Her father said she still has testosterone and a penis and I will kill anyone who comes after my daughter. According to other team members' Facebook posts, the incident happened at Ranger College, where the police were called to settle a dispute amongst team members. Several cheerleaders allegedly hid in a room from an agitated Medlock before the altercation, which Medlock claims was caused by transphobic and racist remarks from a teammate. It has been reported that the father of the girl Medlock allegedly choked um, okay, let me read that over. It has been reported that the father of the girl who Medlock allegedly choked has begun pressing police to release CCTV and body camera footage. I ask you, what would you have done when receiving a phone call at 1 a.m. from your daughter stating they had locked themselves in the room with other girls? Uh, at no time did I ever say anything about your race or your gender. The police on the scene issued a criminal citation for assault against former cheerleader and removed Medlock from campus, despite Medlock's claim that it was a joke. Um, let me keep it moving. A man in Dallas, Texas, died by the same bullet he shot a woman with. Talk about ricochet. According to investigators, a 26-year-old man named Byron Redmond shot a woman in the neck, but the bullet then exited and hit Redmond in the leg. Wow. The incident occurred on Saturday before police pulled up to an apartment building and found a large amount of blood and blood trail in front of an apartment. Police were responding to reports of a shooting at the apartment. When they arrived, no one was there. Afterward, they received a call from the police that a man and woman were found inside with gunshot wounds, NBC News reports. Both the man and woman were outside the hospital in a parked car. Seemingly at the same time, authorities received the call. Redmond died later at the hospital. The female gunshot victim has yet to be identified. What's that movie with Angelina Jolie and um, Morgan Freeman? Um, and towards the end, they're standing in a circle. So all of them go out and commit crimes for Morgan Freeman. He's the head of the organization. And I remember Claire is there as I'm reading this. He fires the bullet, fires the gun, and the bullet goes through every single one of them in the circle. I remember that movie, but not the name. Ah, I can't remember the name. It's like throw shot or something. They they fling the gun and they and it and it kind of toss it. It's that guy McEnroy, isn't it? Too Mac Elroy. I, I just He's looked it actor. up. It's wanted. It says. It's okay, wanted. Guess. Okay, that's yes. what it says. Yeah. Yes, wanted. Yes, that's it. Yeah, that was an interesting movie. It had me on the edge of my seat. I I won't lie. Yeah, it had me on the edge of my seat quite a few times. Pretty interesting. Hmm. Yeah. Makes it. Yeah. Yeah. You're absolutely right. Wanted. 2008. One hour, 50 minutes long, y'all. Thank you so much, ladies, for having my back. <laughs> We're going to take another quick music break. And when we return, it is entertainment news. Here is Jill Scott. You're getting in the way. 
To all of our listeners logged on to the quality music zone qmzradio.com janoradio.com and everyone here with me on clubhouse where the conversation happens i'm moments with me you're listening to coffee in tow world news on the go every monday through friday starting at 9 a.m to 12 p.m eastern where i read the news and we share our views don't forget to download the Jano Radio app, J-A-H-K-N-O, available in your Apple and Google Play stores. And for quality music while you work or play to get you through your day, it's the Quality Music Zone, QMZRadio.com. And for our listeners in Jamaica, remember you can enter the gift certificate giveaway redeemable at Fontana Pharmacy. $5,000. Do not let this one pass you by. All you have to do is log on to Instagram, follow janoradio.com. Make sure you follow them. Tag a friend in your post and use the hashtag Jano and Jano Radio. Contest ends Monday, August 8th at 11.59 p.m. Winner will be notified on Instagram and will receive a DM confirming that they've won an August night. Remember, no purchases necessary. And now it's time for entertainment news. Beyonce removes interpolation of Milkshake from Renaissance album after Khalees accuses her of theft. The recently released Renaissance album by Beyonce is getting another change. According to reports, Beyonce has now taken down an interpolation of Khalees' milkshake 
from her song Energy on the music streaming site's title and Apple Music. Only days after Khalees accused the singer and produces the Neptunes of theft for using the song without speaking to her. On Energy, co-produced by Skrillex, Al Crest, Beam, and Nova Wave, Khalees is not credited as a songwriter or producer, but Pharrell Williams and Chad Hugo of the Neptunes are. Khalees is also not credited on her 2003 hit song, Milkshake, either. Last week, Khalees took to Instagram before the July 29 release of Renaissance to criticize Beyonce and the Neptunes for using her song without permission. She said, my mind is blown because of the level of disrespect and utter ignorance of all three parties involved, and it is astounding. I heard about this the same way everyone else did. Nothing is as it ever seems. Some of the people in this business have no soul or integrity, and they have everyone fooled. In one of the videos posted on Instagram, Kelly shared that she signed a contract with Williams in the early 2000s, which she claims gives him publishing rights to several of her earlier projects, despite not having written them. In 2020, Khalees claimed that the Neptunes blatantly lied to and tricked her. The, the reality is that my real beef is not only with Beyonce, because at the end of the day, she also sampled a record. She's copied me before, so have many artists. It's fine. I don't care about that. She added that it would have been common decency for Beyonce to notify her in advance that she would be using the sample, especially because so many of you pointed it out. <laughs> Here's the thing. I, from what I gather, a lot of I haven't listened to all the songs, but there are a lot of I think it's about eight of her songs are samples from other people's songs. So I sincerely hope that everyone else they dropped the ball with Khalees. I'm hoping that everyone else got their mention. Um, yeah. You know, you got to give respect where respect is due. You can't do that. Um, I have found that um, while she's able to put a spin on songs, is it lack of creativity that causes a lot of, a, a lot of the musicians and the artists today to go back to songs of yesteryear is it lack of creativity i don't know tyler perry said cicely tyson was paid one million dollars for a single day of work i wanted to make sure she knew that there were people who valued her tyler perry is giving people their flowers now when in this case they're money perry recently disclosed he once paid late cicely tyson a million dollars for her to come in for one day of work on the set of his 2007 movie why did i get married i don't even remember her being in it but i guess she was this woman had done so many amazing things but she was not well compensated for it he said she made six thousand dollars for sounder i wanted to make sure she knew that there were people who valued her perry who is 52 added that he loved working with Tyson on Why Did I Get Married? It makes me feel great that I was in a position to give this incredible woman some security in her latter years. Tyson and Perry worked together on several other films, including Diary of a Mad Black Woman in 2005, Medea's Family Reunion in 2006, and Why Did I Get Married 2 in 2010. After Tyson's death, 
Perry uh, dedicated a heartfelt tribute to her on Instagram. Yeah. Good for you, um, Tyson, for doing that. I mean, Perry for doing that for Tyson. I'm so sorry I said that wrong. Go right ahead, Javette. On the beach scene with her and Lou Gossett Jr. When it was um, fireworks. Oh, my gosh. I'm going to have to go back and scroll through that movie. I honestly don't remember Javette. Yeah, he was, she was there, but he, you know, the other thing about Tyler Perry is that he's done it for a number of people. Like, I think Taraji P. Henson said that he was the first one who paid her correctly. So I, I have to say that he, I appreciate that about him. Yeah. Yeah. You got to do the right thing, right? Got to do the right thing. And now for a quick moment with me. Allow time and circumstance, not ego and vanity, to reveal your wisdom. Those are the words of Johanse Salimu. Allow time and circumstance, your experience, not your ego, not vanity, to reveal your wisdom. Very wise words. Gotta say thank you to all our listeners who logged on to QMZRadio.com and JanoRadio.com and everyone here with me on Clubhouse where the conversation happens. Some moments with me. You were listening to Coffee in Tow, World News on the Go every Monday through Friday, starting at 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern, where I read the news and we share our views. Always great conversations, shared views, varying opinions, and interesting perspectives. Don't forget me. You can find me on Twitter at Me Media Moments, on Instagram, Moments underscore with underscore me underscore media, and also on TikTok, Moments with Me Media. Don't forget to download the Jano Radio app and available in your Apple and Google Play stores. Have a wonderful day to everyone listening online at the Quality Music Zone, QMZRadio.com, JanoRadio.com. Take care of yourselves. Whatever you do, wherever you go, I do ask that you please be safe.